No? I didn't ask you, Vicky. All right. Well, expect the unexpected. What does it mean to expect? Well, let's pray first, and then I'll tell you. Father God, we come before you right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I just thank you. Thank you for this opportunity that I have to, to deliver your word to these, these awesome people. Father, I just pray that you would anoint their ears uh, to, to hear what you need them to hear. And Father, help me to, uh, to deliver what you need me to say. I thank you, Father, for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, for those of you who are fasting, who really enjoyed communion tonight? Uh, <laughs> I know I sure did. I wanted to get a couple handfuls of Jesus. Uh, <laughs> expect. What does it mean to expect? Expect means to look forward to, to anticipate, to look forward to the occurrence, the occurrence of. So what is the definition of the unexpected? Well, that which is not expected. So, I mean, it's pretty simple. Uh, expect the unexpected. This year, uh, I think, is going to be uh, an important year. For, for many of us, and uh, if you prepare your hearts and you prepare your lives now, it'll be a, a, an amazing year for you. Uh, I think the only one that will really limit you this year will be you. Uh, if, if you cap yourself, uh, or, or if you uh, cap God, then, then you don't allow Him to bless you. You don't allow Him to take you to where you need to go. Uh, when was the, when was, think, think about it with me. When was the last time that you went before God expecting something to happen? When was it? When was the last time that you went before Him expecting God to do something? Have you ever gone before Him in your prayer time and you reach into the very gates of heaven and you just latch on to the promises that He has for you. When was the last time that you did that? When was the last time that when you went before God, that you went in there knowing that the gates of hell were going to fall, that the devil was going to be bound, that there's nothing that you couldn't overcome with God on your side. Think about the promises that God has given us. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. All things. That is powerful. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. So when we go before God, we need to make sure that we go in expecting God to do great and mighty things. That we expect God to do the unexpected. And I know that's a little crazy. But I think so many times that we cap God because of our own minds and our own thoughts and our own limits that we place on Him. That we don't allow Him 
to take us to the heights that He wants us to go. He has such great things for us if we would only allow Him to take us there. If we would only allow Him to show us those new heights. He tells us in the Bible how to be blessed. He tells us in the Bible how to get riches. He tells us how to be healthy. But I think that many times we limit that because we feel like we don't deserve it. Or we feel like that applies for most people, but that doesn't apply to me. Just know that everything that's in this Word is for you. Every promise that's in here. When He wrote it, He had you specifically in mind. And that's hard for me to fathom. That thousands and thousands of years ago, when, when, when God gave man the, the wisdom to, to write His words down, that He had me specifically in mind when He was writing those promises. That's hard for me to wrap my mind around. I mean, yeah, I can, I, I can think of, well, as Christianity as a whole, as, you know, God's people, you know, he, he wants us to be blessed, but no, God was thinking of you, and you, and you, every one of us. That question, when was the last time you went before God expecting him to or expecting something to happen? I think that many times that we forget to go to God as our first line of defense. I know I forget. I get wrapped up in, in life and I get wrapped up in the problems and I get wrapped up in everything that's going on and and it's not until I've been sick for two or three days or I've been struggling with the problem for, for a while then I think oh yeah I, sh- I should go to God about that that should be our first thing that we do when you're not feeling well go to God And the great thing about God is that no matter how big or how small your problem may be, He doesn't care. He's right there to help us. And what may seem like a big problem to you is nothing for Him. I think about my kids. And sometimes something that is just earth-shaking, just horribly wrong to them, this massive problem. They can't find a specific toy that they want to take to the park or to take with them to bed. Or, you know, they wanted to, do, they wanted to watch one more show or they wanted to do one more thing. And it's just earth shattering to them. But to us, oh, pff, that's no big deal. Well, here's your toy. Did you, did you look for it? My favorite. My f- favorite. I, my daughter was looking for something one time. 
And I asked her, I said, baby, go look in the toy room for it. And uh, if many of y'all may know how our house is laid out. And we're sitting in the living room, and you can go around through the bathroom into the toy room. Uh, or you can go around through the, the hallway and back into the toy room. It's just a big circle. Well, she literally does this. She walks from one side of the living room to the other, looks through the bathroom, <laughs> and says, I can't find it. That was awesome. So I got up. I went with her into the toy room. We found her toy. But I, I know I've done the same thing to my wife. I can't find it. And it's right there. So Bible says in Luke t- uh, 10, 38 through uh, 42, it says, Now it happened uh, as they went. Yeah, let me start over. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha Welcome him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. As she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen the good part, which will not be taken away from her. I think Mary was expecting the unexpected right there. She set everything else aside, and she went before the feet of the Master to listen to what He had to say. She was prepared and ready to take in what He had, what He he was speaking out that day. We need to be more like that, and we need to go to God and when we come before him that we are expecting and we're ready to listen to what he tells us to do. Because many times, if we're not ready, we'll miss what he says. We get started, we started thinking about, you know, a, a, a TV show or what happened that day or uh, a, a problem at work and... God's showing us the answer, and He's saying, hey, it's right here. Just, just open your Bible, and here, here's what you need to do. But we're off listening, or thinking, or doing something else, and we miss what He says. So we need to go before Him, expecting and ready to listen to what He has to say. The second thing I want you to think about today is what do you expect to happen this year? Think about it. What do you expect to happen this year? Whether it's a financial goal, if it's a spiritual goal, if it's a, 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 a workplace goal, what, whatever it may be, a career goal. What do you want to happen in 2016? And then I don't want you to just think about it. I want you to write it down. Write down what your goals are. There was a a study that was done and they, they, they... 
interviewed tons of people, and this is what they found out. They found out that 25% of people abandon their New Year's resolutions after one week. 60% of people abandon them within six months. Uh, The average person makes the same New Year's resolution 10 separate times without success. Only 5% of those who lose weight on a diet keep it off. 95% regain it. And a significant percentage gain back more than they originally lost. Get this, okay? Even after a heart attack, only 14% of patients make any lasting changes around eating or exercise. And just by writing down your goals, you are 42% more likely to achieve them. Just by writing them down. I, I think about when, when, whenever I'm trying to, to remember something, it helps me tremendously to write it down. Whether or not I ever look at that note again, the fact that I wrote it down helps me to remember or most of the time, it's I type it into my phone. And just the fact that I typed it in, I'll remember. Like there, there was something I, I need to do tomorrow morning. Uh, I typed it in my phone, set an alarm for it. It hasn't left my mind since. Now, before then, I was driving home from work, and the whole way home, I'm like, I, I know I need to do something tomorrow. Could not remember what it was until I got home and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about it. And then I'm like, that's what it was. And as soon as I did, I typed it in and I haven't forgotten it. Guarantee you tomorrow morning, I'll get up. My alarm will go off. I'll remember. This is what I need to do. Write your goals down. What do you want to achieve this year in 2016? Who do you want to be when this year is up? Now, this next uh, story in the Bible, I'm going to paraphrase, and it comes in John 11, and it's basically almost the whole chapter. It's 1 through 46, and it's talking about Lazarus, and many of you know the story of Lazarus. He grew deathly ill, and uh, uh, they, they, they sent messengers to go get Jesus. And uh, they get to him, they say, Jesus, Lazarus, he's dying, he's sick. You need to come and pray for him. And if you only pray for him, know that, know that he'll, he'll get well. And so Jesus, you know, of course, he was very concerned. And so he stayed where he was three more days and kept preaching and praying. And uh, after that, then he made his way to where Lazarus was. Of course, by the time that he got to Lazarus, he had already been dead and in the tomb for three days. And I think it was Martha, uh, she, she said, Jesus, had you only been here, had you only been here, he wouldn't have died. Now she was expecting, but she wasn't expecting the unexpected. She was limiting God. She was putting a cap on what she thought 
that Jesus could do. Oh, Jesus, had you only been here, you could have prayed for him and he would have been better. Jesus said, well, take me to him. Went to the mouth of the tomb and he said, Lazarus, come forth. And he got up and he walked out. Do you have the faith to take those kinds of steps? Do you have the faith to, if God says, this is what I want you to do, can you do it? Prepare yourself. And when you set your goals, don't make small goals. I, I, I think about the, the goals that, when, when I set them, if I set them big enough for me, what do I need God for? If I can achieve them in my own power and in my own will, and I don't have to rely on God, I'm not thinking big enough. The third thing I want you to think about as we go into 2016, are you thinking or are you expecting big enough? Or are you limiting God? I I do an illustration in kids' time and I meant to, to, to do it and I completely forgot should have wrote it down. <laughs> I didn't write it down. But I tell the kids, I say, God wants to bless you. He's told us how to be blessed. He's told us in the Bible how to receive more riches from Him. It's very simple. He says, give, and it will be given back unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will mean give back unto you. For with the same measure that you give, it'll be measured back to you. But there's so many times that people, they get wrapped up in their own finances and they get wrapped up in their bills and everything that's going on and they have more month at the end of their money and they're so concerned about their problems that they don't listen to what God's saying. What does God tell us to do? He says, give. And then I'll take a pair of handcuffs and I'll put them on my hands. And I'll tell him, I say, you handcuff God. He wants to bless you. But it's so hard for him to to get those blessings. And I'll reach for my wallet. And it's, I can eventually do it, but it's very difficult to get my wallet out of my back pocket when I'm handcuffed. God wants to bless you. So do what He tells you to do and obey what the Bible says and you take the handcuffs off of Him and allow Him to bless you. So this year in 2016, don't handcuff God. Don't limit the blessings that He has for you. Be prepared. Be ready to go further than you ever thought you could. To be better than you ever thought you could be. To be more blessed than you ever thought you could. You, with this year, we need to expect the unexpected. And how do you expect the unexpected? 
you rely on God. And you do what He tells you to do. And when He tells you to do it, you hop to it. If He says jump, you say how high. Because I know that so many times, he may, t- he may tell you that you need to give something to somebody. And it's hard to let go. Especially when you're thinking, well, I've got this bill to pay and I've got this to do. And if I give this, then okay, then carry the two. And okay, I'm not going to have enough money. But I can tell you from experience that if you obey God and you do what He tells you to do, and if God says give and you give, the numbers may not add up, but He'll make sure your needs are met. I know uh, when, when I was going to, to Bible college, I always had more month at the end of my money. But every single month, my bills were paid. Now, if I sat down and I wrote them out and I added them up and added up how much I made, I had more bills than I had money. But every month I had my, I had my bills paid on time and I had extra money left over. I don't know how the math worked, but I tell you, God's math works a whole lot better than mine does. So if He tells you to do something this year, do it. I want to challenge you to step out and expect the unexpected this year. Don't limit God. Don't, don't, don't put handcuffs on Him. Let me, let me tell you a few things. This is a, a, a couple of things that God did in the Bible. These are miracles that He did. And I want you to think about it. This is how big my God is. How mighty He is. He spoke this world into creation. He said, let there be light. And there was light. He separated the earth from the sky. He created the animals. He created man and woman. He split the Red Sea when the children of Israel were running from the Egyptians. And then, not only that, but when the Egyptians were crossing through, he closed it in and captured them all. Defeated them like that. He allowed Sarah to give birth and nurse her child at 90 years old. Think of the plagues back in Egypt. When the Egyptians were oppressing his children, he said, no, I'm not going to have that. And he put the plagues out there. He spoke to uh, Moses in the burning bush. Can you imagine a bush being on fire and it doesn't burn up? And it's talking to you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He created water and allowed it to flow in the desert when his children were thirsty. He brought down the walls of Jericho. 
He, he allowed a donkey to speak. He let the widow's meal and oil be more than enough. And it, matter of fact, it continued on until, uh, um, help me out here, until the drought was over and the food started producing again. He allowed a raven to bring food. And I, if you know anything about ravens, they're scavengers. And they don't share. <laughs> and he allowed raven to bring food to one of his children. Jesus raised the widow's son. He healed the ten lepers. He turned water into wine. He raised Lazarus. He took two little flows and five fish? Five loaves. Oh, five loaves and two fish. Okay, I had it backwards there. And he fed thousands. On more than one occasion, he fed the multitudes. And they had food left over. He calmed the storm. He spoke to it and it, it quit. The woman was healed with the issue of blood. Jesus walked on water. That's the kind of God that we serve. And those are a couple, just a few of the miracles. So think about how mighty our God is. The Bible says that He knows the very numbers of hairs that are on your head. That not a sparrow falls out of the sky that he doesn't take notice of how much more so his children. When we fall and we hurt ourselves, he's there to pick us up. He's there to guide us and lead us when we don't know which way to go. And why does he do that? He does that because he loves us so very much. And He wants to see the best for each and every one of us. So this year, don't limit my God. Don't limit your God. Don't hold Him back from doing amazing things in your life. Several years ago, when my wife and I were getting out of debt, we, we calculated out how long it was going to take and I think we had figured up it was going to take three years or something like that. And we did it in a year. The numbers don't add up. But when you rely on God and you do what He tells you to do, He multiplies things. He makes things so much greater than you could ever imagine. So this year, when you write out your goals, think big. Think bigger than yourself. Because our God is a mighty God. And I want to see each and every one of you not only achieve the goals that our tiny minds can come up with, but surpass them. Because God says, yeah, that's, that's a good goal, but this is where I really want you. Come on up here. And He takes us to new heights. So let's go there. And let's do some amazing things this year with God. 
Let's conquer some mighty mountains. So do that. Write them out. Because it's been proven. You're more likely to do it if you write it out. The Bible says in Ephesians 3.20, it says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. I love how the NIV says it. It says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine according to his power that is work within us. John 14, verse 13 says, And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that my Father may be glorified in the Son. The Bible says in John 15, 7, it says, If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. God loves you. And He wants you to see some. He, he wants you to do some mighty things. So let's do them this year. You know, God's always doing so much more than we think He is. Don't put, don't put handcuffs on God. Andrew Young said, he said, I'm always aware of the divine potential of every moment. God's working. He's working in us and through us. And I pray that all the time. God, help me. Help me to reach somebody, touch and change somebody's life. Work in me and through me. Because... I can't always just reach out. I've got I've to prepare myself so that I can reach out and touch and change even more people's lives. So let's do that this year. Let's get ready. This is going to be a great year. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. Well, Father God, we thank You.